This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Sunday, April 25th, 2021. On this day in 2018, 47-year-old Danish inventor Peter Madsen was convicted of the premeditated killing of 30-year-old Swedish journalist Kim Wall. It was one of the most gruesome murders to ever be committed in Denmark. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this case, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of torture, sexual assault, and murder that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the disturbing death of freelance journalist Kim Wall, who was last seen alive boarding Peter Madsen's homemade submarine in Copenhagen. Let's go back to Copenhagen City Court on April 25th, 2018. It was a mild spring day in the Danish city of Copenhagen. A high-profile court case was about to start, centered around a volatile and idiosyncratic inventor known for building rockets and a submarine. The press was on high alert and the courtroom was packed with curiosity seekers. Peter Madsen was on trial for the murder of Kim Wall, although he denied that charge. However, he fully admitted to dismembering her corpse and disposing of the body parts from his submarine. Nevertheless, Copenhagen City Court Judge Annette Burko found Madsen guilty of premeditated killing. The conviction came with a sentence of life in prison, which is very rare in Denmark, but this horrific case warranted serious treatment. The court also decreed that Madsen's submarine, the scene of the crime, should be destroyed. The strange submarine was where the whole tragic story began. Madsen was a well-known public figure in Denmark. His nickname was Rocket Madsen, as he had founded his own space exploration company. The maverick inventor dreamed of being the first Danish citizen to make it to space using a homemade rocket. Award-winning freelance journalist Kim Wall had been trying to secure an interview with Madsen for months. She was known for covering intriguing news and public interest stories all over the world, and she was determined to feature this charismatic rocket builder. But Madsen turned down her many requests for an interview. In addition to his interest in rockets, Madsen, over a three-year period, had also designed a fully functioning 58-foot submarine named the UC-3 Nautilus. The craft resembled a classic submarine, but was about a tenth as long, while above the water, eight people could fit on board. But while diving underwater, the interior could fit just four passengers. After climbing through the hatch and descending a ladder, one would see its interior was painted and covered in dials and wires. 
Cameras showed the pilot the view of outside, whether above the surface or submerged. The ship featured 16 portholes through which the seabed and marine life could be sighted. A periscope offered a view of up top. It floated in Copenhagen Harbor and was a testament to the inventor's innovative genius. On August 8, 2017, Madsen was eager to show off his prized submarine. His text messages revealed that on that day, he invited three different women for a ride on it. They all turned him down. While we don't know why the women didn't want to join him, it's said that Madsen could display a foul temper and a sometimes inappropriate sense of humor. He was also known in some circles to dabble in sadomasochism and attend fetish parties. It's possible he came across as off-putting and not everyone's cup of tea. His frustration and despondency over so much disappointment and rejection might have been what led to Madsen finally responding to Wall's inquiries just two days later. After having put off her interview requests for so long, Madsen finally texted her to consent on August 10th. Wall and her boyfriend, Ola Stube, had actually been planning a farewell get-together with friends that day as the couple was preparing to move to Beijing. But when she finally heard from Madsen, she skipped the party to get the interview. Besides, Madsen had even invited her for a ride on his famous submarine, and she was too excited to pass it up. Around 7 p.m. that evening, she boarded Madsen's craft. After texting Stuba a photo of herself at the sub-steering wheel, she was then able to wave to him on the shore as the sun set. She promised him she'd only be gone a few hours, but Wall never returned. Stuba went to the pier where he'd hoped he'd see Wall disembarking from the docked submarine, but it didn't appear. Frantic with worry, Stuba reported her missing to the police and the Navy. Overnight, reports came into the authorities about a possible maritime accident and a missing submarine. They searched the waters around Copenhagen for hours before finally spotting something around 11 a.m. The missing Nautilus was found near a lighthouse in Coe Bay. As rescuers flocked to the sighting, along with the press, the sea began to bubble and ripple. Observers gasped in shock as the submarine began to sink. After some minutes of uncertainty, Madsen dramatically emerged from the vessel, where he was pulled from the water and brought back safely to the shore. When he saw the reporters gathered around, drawn to the tragic story of the sinking craft and the missing woman, he gave them a rather sinister smile and a thumbs up. An anxious Stuba was also there to witness Madsen's rescue, hoping for a sighting of Wall or some clue as to her whereabouts. He was gutted to see that his girlfriend was not with the inventor. Madsen told the police that after he completed the interview with Wall, he had dropped her off safely on the shore. Neither Stuba nor the authorities were buying that story, though, and suspected the sub had been sunk on purpose to destroy evidence. Police arrested Madsen on suspicion of murder. 
Madsen appeared in court a couple of days later, and by then, his story had changed significantly. He admitted that Wall met her demise on his submarine, but he claimed it was an accident. One of the vessel's hatches collapsed, and Wall incurred a fatal head wound. Later, he switched the tale again and said that Wall fell victim to carbon monoxide fumes released on the submarine. He claimed to have panicked after her unexpected death and disposed of her intact and unmolested body, calling it a burial at sea. But over the next several weeks, Wall's severed body parts began to be discovered. On August 21st, 11 days after Wall's disappearance, her torso was found on a beach on Ama Island. Divers later recovered her legs and head, all of which were in separate, weighted plastic bags. Faced with this development, Madsen later admitted that after Wall died, he did chop up her body with a saw to dispose of it, although he insisted he wasn't responsible for her death. When asked whether he'd really dismembered her corpse, he coldly and dispassionately responded, I don't see how that mattered at that time, as she was dead. Up next, we'll hear more disturbing details of this tragic case and learn what happened to Peter Madsen. The internet. What would we do without it? So much information, so little time. And yet, with all the answers available online, there still lie scores of deep, dark, spooky secrets. Mysteries yet to be solved until now. This isn't clickbait. This is our exclusive new podcast, Internet Urban Legends. I'm Loey, your evidence expert. And I'm Eleanor, the self-proclaimed skeptic. Together, we're the gruesome twosome, sleuths in search of the weirdest stories on the web. Every Tuesday, we investigate the Internet's creepiest conundrums, covering each conspiracy theory and combing through every clue to separate hoax from haunt. Whether it's the video sure to make you lose your appetite, blank room soup, or every kid's worst nightmare, the terrifying truth behind Disney's deaths, or every parent's worst nightmare, social media's Momo challenge. Each episode of Internet Urban Legends is chock full of disturbing details which are either truly demented or ripe for debunking. And no matter our conclusion, we're sure to be left scared half to death. So won't you join us? Follow our new Spotify original from Parcast, Internet Urban Legends. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. On August 25th, 2018, 47-year-old Peter Madsen was convicted of killing 30-year-old Kim Wall. Madsen claimed responsibility for dismembering and disposing of the journalist, but denied actually taking her life. 
but an autopsy of Wall's remains revealed that she had been stabbed multiple times, including 14 times on her lower abdomen and genitals. Evidence indicated that Madsen had bound her, sexually assaulted her, and stabbed her to death. And investigators discovered some incriminating and disturbing details in their search of Madsen's possessions from the submarine. A computer hard drive contained evidence of searches for various murder methods. It also held authentic photos and videos showing the torture and dismemberment of women, including footage of women being decapitated. When the accused murderer appeared in Copenhagen City Court to face the charges, prosecutor Jakob Buk Jepsen presented some text messages from Madsen to an unnamed woman. Their content was shocking. Madsen told the woman that she should be tied up and tortured on his submarine. Another text told a friend that he had planned the perfect murder and it was going to be, quote, a great pleasure. Book Yepsen said in closing arguments that the case was, quote, so heinous and repulsive that as a prosecutor, it renders you speechless. Peter Madsen is not normal. He is a danger to society. A psychiatric profile ordered by the courts determined that Madsen was a narcissistic psychopath, lacking in empathy. He was accused not only of murder, but of sexual relations other than intercourse of a particularly dangerous nature. In the end, the evidence against Madsen was overwhelming. He was convicted of the premeditated killing of Kim Wall and sentenced to spend the rest of his life in Herstervester Prison on the outskirts of Copenhagen. But the eccentric and dangerous Madsen, who seemed to believe that he was above society's laws, wasn't going to submit to that fate without a fight. On October 20, 2020, Madsen enacted a dramatic escape attempt. He was bearing a realistic fake gun and wearing a belt made to look like it was armed with explosives. He took his prison psychologist hostage to use as leverage. Brandishing the fake weapon, Madsen was able to convince the guards to simply open the gates for him. He managed to flee about half a mile from the prison, but officers were easily able to catch him. Madsen was returned to his cell, where he will presumably remain until he dies. While nothing will heal the pain that Madsen caused the family and friends of his victim, they're heartened by the fact that her legacy lives on. They established the Kim Wall Memorial Fund in her memory, which has raised more than $400,000. The funds go to support young female journalists interested in pursuing the type of journalism Wall excelled in, covering what she referred to as the undercurrents of rebellion. And though she tragically is no longer able to tell those stories herself, Kim Wall's legacy will live on. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 
Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Christine Colby, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells and Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Haley Milliken. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 